Mm. I think it's really an inevitable reflection of the times that we're in because obviously the um, economy has been hampered to the amount of about 14 billion per day, um, some estimates suggest. And of course, this, this has been because of um, several factors. I mean, the COVID has 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 impacted on us globally. Um, it's not just a South Africa specific context. And I think that I think it's quite important for us to realise that the IMF and and the World Bank were going to extend relief and support as a global package um, and, and to different countries and to different sectors in particular. Um, certainly, there are concerns around the the, the systemic and historical privileges that this illustrates, that the COVID moment illustrates, not only uh, in this country in particular, um, but because, I mean, the, the GDP growth has been very low. And I think it was also illustrated that GDP as a measure of growth and development is certainly not sufficient. Um, and certainly that there's been a, met several people who have been marginalized and excluded from the economy have only been even more so. So people who are in the parallel economy, people who are the working class um, and, 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 and who are already historically dispossessed and somehow not accessing market economics anyway. There's some concern from people about where the loans will come from because this package mm. means more borrowing. When people hear about the IMF, they think, oh, mm. and how will this not further <laughs> then impact the economy post the lockdown? Yeah, I mean, I think that, that the, the, it's interesting that historically we've been very reluctant as a country, and I think rightly so, to enter into um, debt agreements with um, institutions such as the, the, the IMF. And I think that those are not entirely unfounded. I think the IMF as an institution historically has not been clothed in glory on this continent and in the global south, particularly because of the massive amounts of debt extension, um, the very punitive measures where debts have been defaulted, and an almost perpetual cycle of debt that they have placed many countries in and of course very market orthodox approaches where oftentimes the conditionalities then result in eventually truncating public expenditure public services and so on and where countries then become more um, you know recycle debt constantly rather than allocating those funds back into the economy i think south africa has been fortunate that it has not been in a situation where it has accrued those levels of debt but uh, this 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 time is also quite unfortunate because what many people have been saying and what many people have been um, arguing for is that actually what the IMF should be doing is offering um, the grants, um, you know, interest-free grants and not really extending debt at a time when this is, this, that, that most economies are going to be truncated, are going to be shrunk. And this is not for a few more months. This is not a six-month quick fix. This is, I, I would predict, for the next 24 to at least 60 months that it's going to take for global markets to fully recover from this, especially those which have already been quite marginal in global economics. Mm-hmm. What impact do you think will the increase in social grants as well as the new 350 distress grant for the unemployed have? Well, I think what's really, you know, for the first time I, I saw some people saying that, we, you know, we finally have a, something that looks like a welfare state, right? Um, so basically it also results, it, it means that for the, I think that we're going to be able to get the sorts of concessions that we have been asking for to some extent 
in relating to perhaps where people are able to come into the economy by giving that immediate relief. And I think that's that this notion that we're, that people are, are, you know, that communities, societies, and people who have been marginalized are somehow uh, not, with, not deserving of state support is quite a fallacy. And I, I think that we will see that uh, this will at least give that immediate relief to deal with day-to-day needs at least for the next six months. And of course, after that, it means obviously it's back to business as usual. So I think when he spoke about this new economic model, this new compact, this, uh, I'll, I'll be fascinated like many others to see what that means because I think that even though this country it has been in some respects on paper fairly forward-looking, in practice it has been, in other respects been quite neglectful of um, people who are socially or economically dispossessed, which is why we have such massive inequality indices in the first first instance. What about the 200 billion rand loan guarantee fund uh, that was announced to guarantee the scheme to help companies with operational costs? Is that a good move? It's an interesting move. I mean, especially because small companies are primarily where employment takes place. So, I mean, 60% of employment or 60 to 65% of employment is generated by the SME sector. So that, that, that's exactly where any sort of intervention like this should be, should be targeted. We have for many years, I've been for many years arguing that these are the sorts of, this is exactly the sector where in any case we should be thinking about um, business grants or, 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 or recap, very low interest recapitalization loans to ensure that small businesses are able to keep floating during recession and not only during recession, at any given time when perhaps the client base is lower, um, when payments and, 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 and invoicing is extremely slow, which can happen, and business slumps and economic slumps. Uh, but I think that, again, the concern will be then that uh, when the six-month grace period or the six-month period of, of, of loan extension has ended, will the economy then be will have recovered to the extent where those loans, A, can be paid back, and B, where then also I mean, the economy is in a position to accommodate and mm-hmm. prevent, present enough robustness for, for companies to be able to float on their own. Ms. Mm. Pekar, thank you so much for your time. That was Lebo Peko, a political economist and senior research fellow at the Trade Collective.